1: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at at KKLA.com. or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, everybody.
0: Great to be with you today. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. In, uh, we talk about issues of the day from a Christian perspective. One of the biggest issues that is the story today is the Judiciary Committee in Washington interviewed the CEOs of some of the major social media companies and uh, really grilled them. And something that, is, something that is actually quite remarkable is that Democrats and Republicans at this point are all on the same page of pretty much hating the social media companies, uh, at least when it comes to how they are... Uh, bringing in our kids and damaging our kids. The studies are coming out that are pretty serious about the effects of kids. And uh, so that's what this was about today. Let me ask you this question. You can call in and tell me what you think. Do you think it's bad for kids or is it just too much that's bad for kids? Or how do you monitor your kids' social media or your grandparents? Or if you are a kid, maybe you're a, I know we have some, uh, you're just getting picked up from school right now. we got some young kids. Are you on the social media? Do you watch the YouTube machine or one of those, you know, You probably have an opinion of what's good or what's bad, even if mom lets you watch it or dad lets you watch it. I bet you do, or teenagers or even young adults. You know, what do you think is the best thing here? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Maybe you have some advice for some other parents or grandparents listening, or kids, if you got advice for your, you know, what do do grownups need to know? about social media that they might not understand. 888-528-2557. Mark Zuckerberg, of course, who is the CEO of Meta, which is, uh, owns Facebook, and he started Facebook, probably the most famous name of all the owners, is there. And it's Facebook and Instagram, two of the, the biggest ones. And this is part of his testimony. Clip one.
1: With so much of our lives spent on mobile devices and social media, it's important to look into the effects on teen mental health and well-being. I take this very seriously. Mental health is a complex issue, and the existing body of scientific work has not shown a causal link between using social media and young people having worse mental health outcomes.
0: Now, that statement is one that is being challenged by a lot of people, both in the sense of scientific studies that are out. Numerous studies now show that higher levels of social media use among children and adolescents especially uh, are linked to adverse effects, including depression, anxiety, inadequate sleep, you know, low self-esteem, poor body image, eating disorder, all kinds of things like that. And, you know, I think anecdotally, and you got to be careful today, right? Because everybody has an anecdotal theory about, you know, something about whatever. Uh, And that because this is what I've experienced, that means that everybody's experiencing. And that's not how, you know, research works. But I think that when you have tons of people with the same impression, right, when there doesn't seem to be some outside motive and you're saying, this seems bad for my kids. I was talking to somebody today who said that he regrets letting his kids have phones as young as he did. Uh, Grade school, 47% of children under 10 have a smartphone. Why? Why do you have that? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. There are things that I think everybody ought to know about the social media. And a lot of it came out here uh, today. And one of them is that there are so many ways that your kids can get hurt because of this. Social media is the access to the most dangerous things. And you're handing that to your kid. Think about this, if you're, if you're younger, I don't know, if you're 40 and older, and you didn't have this as a kid, you didn't have any, maybe it's 30 and older. I don't know, when does it, uh, so like 2004, I think is when YouTube came out or something like that. Facebook was about 2008. So this technology hasn't even been that old. There used to be something called MySpace that was around the same time and uh, that tanked about that time. So even if you are uh, maybe 30, maybe you, you didn't have this. Uh, you had internet, you had America Online, You had some. you had some social media activity with that. The internet, and maybe it's a bigger thing, just the internet. But here's the thing. When I was a kid, you know, what are the things that we were supposed to stay away from? We were supposed to stay away from the the guy in the creepy white van, right? There's a creepy white van. Somebody, it's always a white van. It's not a black van or a red van or a yellow van. It's a creepy white van. And that guy is going to kidnap you. Stay away from that guy. So we said that. There is some guy who is in the park wearing an overcoat, You know, stay away from that guy. He's got all kinds of things going on. Maybe he's going to sell you a watch or maybe he's got nothing on under there and uh, it's just bad news. So you stay away from that guy. Uh, The the person who is, you know, on the in the park or at the street corner or the pimp who's looking for recruits, you know, see all of those guys we're inviting in on our phone now. They're right there on our phone. Jose has got a comment. A lot of parents will say the reason for the phone is safety in case something bad happens so that they can communicate with kids in time of crisis. You know, I I admit my – so we didn't let James have a phone until almost the end of eighth grade. And he, by the way, was the only one in his class literally without a phone. And I say that knowing that kids always come home and they say things like, oh, I'm the only one. Then you find out that actually there's one kid who's got whatever it is, you know. But in this case, no, he was literally the only one. And I'll tell you what else was difficult for us to even make that decision at the time. It's that what's happening in schools now, and he goes to a private school. So this can happen in Christian schools or any school. You needed the phone for school. All of his assignments are due online, so we can do a lot of that at home. But there were certain things he had to do on the phone, right? Isn't that amazing that you do that on the phone? And he would have a disadvantage, actually, in eighth grade because he didn't have a phone, that the rest of the class could do their work in class. He had to do it at home because he had a Chromebook at home. And uh, did I feel bad about that? No, not really Uh, because I didn't want him to have a phone. But then he took this history trip to uh, Washington. We knew he was going to have to have, we wanted him to have a phone. And this, Jose, is kind of the reason uh, that, uh, you know, it was good to be able to keep track of him, good to be able to talk to him. But then I think about this, you know, when I was a kid, nobody had, there was no cell phones, right? I mean, uh, I'm not even that old, really. I remember the first cell phone, though, I ever used. It was a car phone. This guy was like one of my dad's Cousins, he shows up and uh, I don't know, this been have in 1985 or something. And he had a convertible Mercedes Benz and he had a car phone built in. This thing weighed 400 pounds, but you could pick it up and call. And I was one of those people. Guess where I'm calling from? You know, it was very exciting. Uh, but nobody else had a cell phone at all, a portable phone of any kind. And if you didn't know where I was, if my parents didn't know where I was, and they didn't most of the time, or if we didn't know where anybody was, you just Don't know until you show up. And if there was a problem, well, you didn't show up at night when you're supposed to come home. But we mostly survived. And, you know, I wonder, I often wonder, do you think it's more dangerous now for kids to run around unsupervised? I'm talking about grade schoolers, okay? Maybe grade school, older grade school, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. You know, is it more dangerous now? Or was it more dangerous than Jose's first phone was the iPhone? Yeah, good for you. <laughs> Is that what it says? You know, I we had a rotary dial. The first girl I ever asked out on a date was on a rotary rotary dial. I still remember her phone number to this day. Probably not her phone number, and I'm not going to call it. But I remember it because you could dial the number and it goes, and I was really nervous and like I keep hanging up, but I probably called it, dialed it nine times or ten times before I actually uh, let it go through. What was your first first phone, Wilbert?
2: Uh, my first phone was. It was when uh camera phones first came around. Uh-huh. And it was like one of those first like color camera phones. Like a flip phone? Yeah, and it was like one of those back when, you know, the all the phone companies had those like buy 3, get the fourth one free. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I, my parents were like, "Oh, we need a fourth one here." Yeah. You know, that's it's just
0: the world has just changed and it's changed quickly. And the point of the hearings is that we're inviting things into our house now that we used to worry about for our kids leaving the house. Now we're inviting that right in. I mean, if you give if you're giving your kid a phone, a a smartphone, and there are certain things you can do to lock it down, but there are certain things that you can do if you're a kid, it takes you five minutes to figure out how to get around your parents' controls. All right. yeah, You are, uh, (laughs) we all agree with that. You know, we have this on James's phone and he figured out that if he turns the phone off and turns it back on, he gets five minutes before the parental controls actually click back in for some reason. What can
2: you do in five minutes?
0: Well, you can watch a few YouTubes, right? That's I mean, you true. can You can scroll through that. And that's part of the thing is some of it's uh, – some of what's happening to kids is they're not necessarily getting into bad stuff. They're just addicted to the adrenaline or dopamine or whatever happens for some reason when you scroll through videos on social media. Like, can how I many ask of you? you something? Yeah, go ahead.
2: So you asked, is it safer now than it was then or is it more dangerous now yeah. than it was then? Is it just that it's it wasn't safer then? Is it just more known now? Well, that's my my question is how many people
0: were really getting abducted by the guy in the creepy white van?
2: Or is it because everyone has a phone now that we're more aware of this?
0: It's a, it's a great question. Like like when you're talking about and when this gets into the harder stuff, right? We're talking about uh, child trafficking. Okay, that's where a lot of this comes down in this hearing today. Really bad stuff. Is that new or are we just more aware of it? Or is it getting worse? Um, I think it's getting worse because these tools, and this is part of the controversy, the tools are being used by child traffickers and pornographers of you know, child pornography and stuff like that. They didn't have the tools before. Now they do, and they have direct access to your kids uh, without pulling them into a corner at a park somewhere or some, uh, you know, creepy guy outside the school. It is you. It might be happening in your house.
2: So very much a double-edged sword.
0: Yeah. So I think – and so part of the the technical question is who do you blame for that? Do you blame the bad guys or do you blame the CEOs of these companies for not keeping the bad guys out? This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And uh, call and let us know. What do you do? Are you aware? Or maybe you got some advice for how to uh, protect your kids. Uh, Mike, Senator Mike Lee asked Zuckerberg about the, the policies about sexually inappropriate material on his uh, Instagram platform. And uh, here's what he said. And something kind of he asked this funny question at the end. And if you hear the audience laughs uh, because it's almost a rhetorical question the way he asked it. What's what's odd, what, what I'm trying to understand is why it is that Instagram is um – only restricting it's it's restricting access to to uh, sexually explicit content but only for teens ages 13
1: to 15 Uh, why not restrict it for 16 and 17 year olds as well Uh, senator my understanding is that we don't allow sexually explicit content uh, on on the service for people of any age um the the um how is that going uh you know our our uh our prevalence metrics.
0: Did you catch that part there? So uh, he says, uh, "My my belief is that we don't allow any uh, uh, sexually explicit material on the Instagram program." And then he says, "How's that going?" And then listen to the laughter behind him.
1: How is that going? Uh, you know, our. our uh...
0: You know why that is? Because everybody in the room knows it's not going well. Everybody in the room who's got an Instagram understands that and you should know this parents and grandparents instagram is fun what if if you don't know the difference between it instagram is pictures mostly okay pictures and short videos and it doesn't require a lot of text to go with it right so maybe if you're if you're posting on x or twitter uh they it's a lot of text is the idea a little more text in facebook but on instagram it's about pictures Instagram when it was brand new, it was this app that, that took you could take pictures with, but it made it look like it was in the nineteen seventies. The pictures would be all like faded on the side and kind of look like a, a bad Polaroid, and that was the uh, that was the gimmick to get people to use that. And then Facebook bought it, now they've just turned it into this this monstrous app. And there is stuff. It's basically a gateway into anything pornographic, hardcore stuff. It's a gateway. You should know this about this with your kids. Is that it is a gateway because people can post links on there, and this is this is the way it works. So you you're on there and you're scrolling through, and some of the people you're scrolling through they're your friends. But now there's something else where you can get people can pay advertisements and do other things or they can suggest you know people. You can just search for things. And let's face it, the kids are searching for things. I mean, when you were when. When I was a kid, you know, you just weren't going to, uh, you know, come upon some kind of pornography somewhere. It was very difficult to find that, right? Uh, for, uh, and don't pretend you didn't try to do that, guys. You grew up in the 80s. You did. Uh, but now it's not complicated. Your kid knows how to do that and they can do that without any embarrassment, uh, because they can be by themselves on the pornography device that they have been given. And the thing is with the Instagram especially is you can just stumble into it. It's, it's not, something that you even have to look for right there are so many people promoting their own pornographic material to anybody who will who will take a look at it on there and it's it's just there and so when people laugh when they say you know when Zuckerberg says i don't think we really have any material in there people laugh because Instagram is a, extremely explicit, or at least a gateway into it. So the pictures you see, uh, people might barely have some clothes on, but the links that are attached take them to anything. Did you know that? That's uh, that is the way it is.
1: The um, how is that going? Uh, you know, our our, uh, our prevalence metrics suggest that. W- I think it's 99 percent or so of the content that we remove. We're able to identify automatically using AI system.
0: So AI gets rid of 99 percent, but all it is is the photos. It's, it's uh, 99, and and if you have millions of photos being upla- uploaded, well, 99 percent gets rid of a lot, but a lot is getting through, and uh, you should know that. And that's why I think with little kids especially. You know, why are we giving these smartphones to little kids? You might be in the car right now and 10 years old and you're getting nervous because I'm talking about why your parent ought to take your smartphone away right now. And uh, trust me, when you get older, you'll understand that, right? You just – I know that you hate it when adults say that kind of stuff, you know. I don't even like it at my age when, you know, my dad tells me, well, wait till you're my age, you know. It's like, okay. But you know what? The thing is, is that they're right? And one of the most wise things that a person can do is listen to people who've been there before and listen to people who are older and who've experienced things. They're not always right, but they're usually right. They usually have something to add because they've experienced it. Because when you get older, you understand things like that. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can call now if you want to get involved in this conversation. The Senate Judiciary Committee, Democrats and Republicans, grilled the leaders of social media companies today and over the content and especially over the danger now here's something that happened that was different there's been these hearings before and still nobody's really passed any bills and there's a lot of back and forth about what kind of control the government ought to have over this and those type of questions um but senator mark Hawley challenged mark zuckerberg the ceo and founder of facebook and twitter it's now or not twitter uh instagram is now called meta uh, to apologize to the parents that are in the room. So in the back of the room are a lot of parents who had pictures of their child, their child who had suffered something because of online stuff, what they got on social media. Sometimes it was bullying that led to their suicide. Sometimes they got involved in sex trafficking or other terrible things because of connections that were made. We're talking about little kids, and these are parents. And it's another area, my friends, where parents show up and it does cause something to to happen so this is what happens when uh... uh... senator Hawley challenges zuckerberg to address the parents who are in the room
1: or anybody you haven't that's compensated a single not, victim let me ask you not. this let me ask you this there's families of victims here today have you apologized to the victims I, would I'm, you like to do so now well they're here you're on national television would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product Show them the pictures would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? I, 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 I'm sorry for reason that you've done. It's incredible no one should to go through the things that your families have, have suffered, and this is why we invested so much, and are going to continue doing these leading efforts to uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have suffered.
0: Now, it's hard to hear, but what happened is, is Mark Zuckerberg actually got up, and I give him credit for this, you know, because I think that a lot of people would have just sat there. You know, some of these guys are coming in feeling like, hey, we're working hard at this, and none of this is our fault. You know, it's the fault of the people who want to do bad things, and there's something to be said for that, right, is that uh, people can leverage technology or they can leverage whatever it is to to do evil, and at what point do you hold responsible – you know, the person who puts that out there. So do you hold Mark Zuckerberg responsible because terrible things are put on Instagram or do you hold the person who's putting that up there? You know, do you hold, you know, somebody responsible because uh, they're photocopying flyers and handing that out and it's got terrible stuff for your kids, right? At some point, you you have to figure out what that line is. It's just that here, most people are agreeing that social media companies could do more to police that. Anyway, he got up, and if you couldn't hear him, what he said was, I'm sorry for everything that you have all been through. No one should have to go through the things that your families have suffered. And uh, he said that his company was working hard to do uh, this so they wouldn't have to go through that. He didn't really address Meta's role and what those people have already suffered. But, uh, you know, I give him some points for actually standing up in a very hostile environment and saying that to the families. It probably doesn't mean a lot, but it means a little. Um what do you think about this? We got a lot more to go with this. Your child's safety, their social development, mental health, physical health, all of it is attached to social media. And as parents, we've got to be involved. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557. If you want to call and join the conversation, 888-528-2557. You can follow us on social media. We want to be a light in a dark place. And so we're there. Just look for us at Pastor Scott Show. And we've got some good content and it'll give you a better algorithm to bring up other good content too. That's the point. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome
0: back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you today. 888-528-2557. You think it's a good thing for your your kid to have a phone? I just want to pick up on a couple of things uh, left on that subject. You know, the study about YouTube. YouTube is the most popular social media. Maybe you don't think of it as social media, but it is. You can follow people and you can connect with people. You can chat with people. There's all kinds of ways that people communicate over YouTube. And uh, it is an enormous platform. Ninety-three percent of American teenagers use Google's YouTube. Google bought it several years ago. Uh, according to 2023 survey, 93 percent. That's almost everybody. In fact, when I check, and we were talking about how to, how to help curb your child's social media use. So at some point, they are probably going to have a phone. Like I said, like in school, many schools, you have to have it. It's part of, that's how you turn your assignments in. You know, you use your phone and do this, and it becomes a thing. So they're going to have it, you know, eventually. 93% of them are using YouTube. And I can tell you that that is the most uh, addictive one, actually, for a lot of kids, and there's a lot of fun stuff on there with video games. And I don't even think that my kids watch any network television or any current show at all. Maybe if something comes on, we've we've dumped most of the streaming services actually, the ones that you pay for. The you know, Disney Plus has dumped. They're trying to give us that for free now, and we're like, no, we don't want it. We're kind of uh, tired of the Disney thing. And uh, and I wrote that in my cancellation memo a while ago. You know, you you need to like kids, and you stopped. A uh, whole other subject there. Uh, the second one is TikTok. 63% of teenagers use TikTok every day. 63%. And it's not just for the fun and the videos and the things that people get into. You know, your kids are being driven by the potential of income, the potential that some people on these apps now, you get paid based on the number of views. And if you can do something that goes viral and you get a bunch of followers and that happens, then all of a sudden you're getting paid. And, you know, if you ask kids today, go find a teenager, go find a a junior high or middle schooler, you call it middle school or junior high. Is there a difference? It's the same thing. Ask them what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, do I want to be a fireman? Do I want to be a policeman? Do I want to be an astronaut? You know what I want to do? You know what they want to do? They want to be a YouTuber. They want to be a, what's that? uh, They want to be a streamer. They want to be a YouTube streamer. They, or streamer on any other of the platforms. There's a bunch of them. Some of them I don't even, and I deal with this as a parent. Like what in the world is Discord? What, should I understand that? What's Twitch? What are these things? I just, I don't get it.
2: When, when did you start letting your kids watch YouTube?
0: Uh, you know, we have, uh, we started watching that, uh, probably during the COVID. Really? Yeah. I think, uh, you know, that that became more of a thing. We never, we didn't even have a smart TV until maybe about that time. Right. So you really couldn't do it on the, on the TV and we didn't let them have computers. We didn't let them have the phones. And you know, the fact is there's stuff on YouTube that's better than probably just about anything on, uh, on television. I mean, uh, dude, Perfect. Dude Would Perfect, you, great. Dude perfect is great. Great content. They love Jesus, by the way. There's, you know, if you don't know what that is, it's a bunch of guys, and it's a manly man show. All right? Guys doing things that guys like to do. Like, how tall of a building can I stand on and still make a basket by throwing a basketball down at the building, right? And, and uh, you know, how many walls can I make this uh, ping pong bounce off of and still get into the cup at the end of the table? There's all kinds of different things like that. And, uh it is an entertaining show. We watch that a lot. And, of course, during the COVID, you know, you had uh, most of the sports was out for a while. So you ended up watching marble races and other kinds of weird stuff right on there that apparently people do. Um, but the things that are dangerous about it is this. In, in 2022, YouTube reported more than 631,000 pieces of content to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. That's what they reported. So that's not just what was on there. That's what YouTube, the YouTube people caught and uh, turned it in. And that's an organization that uh, works to monitor the spread of child and sexual abuse uh, material. Uh, and it's pretty serious. And that's a lot. That's how, and that is growing. You might have seen in the uh, on the news here in uh, Los Angeles, actually up and down the state, uh, this just happened over... Um, the last week, okay, more than 500 people arrested and dozens rescued in statewide human trafficking operations. We're going to have a guest talk about that here in a day or two, uh, who was involved in that. But as you read this, they and they rescued all kinds of arrests, 500 arrests, people involved in human trafficking. That's right here in California, right? That is going on right under our nose. And a lot of these people are children, 54 adults and 11, 11 children were rescued. One of them was a 14-year-old girl who probably got into this because of social media, probably met somebody online, probably in their own building. We'll find out what some of the stories are. Some of the stories, uh, maybe we won't be able to tell the ones that are very fresh right now, but there are so many stories like that. But if I, when I read the article, this reminded me of something. This happened over the past week. And how many agencies, how many police or uh, other agencies would you say are involved in this activity? that arrested 500 people in human trafficking. Would you like to guess? Like how many agencies, how many police agencies or nonprofit agencies are there that exist just in California that would participate in in one series of arrests? How many would you say? Five, you know, think about it. LAPD, maybe PDs from multiple cities, right? You start adding that up and maybe there's the feds involved according to uh, abc news 95 federal state and local agencies i don't think that even uh, includes probably some of the nonprofits uh agencies that's how many are involved in human trafficking that's the sick world that we're living in right now like that's how much effort in law enforcement is having to be put out there towards this issue of human trafficking i knew a guy had a guy in my church in san diego and uh, he, he didn't want me to say, I'm saying now because it's right here in the paper so people know, but he was involved in one of these and that was part of his job. And he told me they went on a raid at one time and he said they went with 16 different agencies just in San Diego. And I was stunned that there were f- that many agencies involved specifically with child trafficking and child pornography. Think about it, that many agencies. I don't know if I could name that many agencies in one city. But that's how many were there. And here we have 95 federal, state, and local agencies involved. 539 arrests, uh, 40 suspected uh, sex traffickers and exploiters, 271 people who were the buyers, which is really good. This is according to ABC News. And uh, several, many, many people rescued out of that lifestyle. My friends, this is the world we live in. This is what, when we can't put our head in the sand. This is why we have to get involved. This is why it, we should pay attention to what's happening on social media because whoever you want to blame for it, if you want to blame Mark Zuckerberg or you want to blame the leaders of all that, it's fine, but it's happening and it's happening in increasing measure and it's happening to our little kids. That's the creepy white van that you've invited into your house. It's the the guy in the trench coat in the park. You know, you've invited that guy into your house. And you may not realize it, but your child could be being solicited and just stumbling upon it because they're watching YouTube. And YouTube's got a million things. They have these new things. They're called YouTube Shorts. And basically, it's a lot like the TikTok. If you're on the, the TikTok machine, we have, a, we have a Pastor Scott Show TikTok account because we figured that the Chinese government needs Jesus too, so maybe they'll hear the gospel when they're watching our account. We'll probably be uh, shadow banned eventually and not have anybody watching it, but uh, because they don't really like that kind of content. Um, And hopefully it helps your algorithm. But uh, 63% of teenagers are on there. And the addiction that people have to this kind of social media is it's just one video after another. They're usually very short, and they're entertaining or they're informative. They're very funny. Uh, John likes to watch, uh, it's called clean memes and he watches this on YouTube and it's hilarious. It's sort of like America's funniest home videos. You watch that program. I think that program's still on. Do they still have that show? America's funniest home videos AFV, they call it now. Yes. That's still on. Okay. That came on, I think when I was in college and you used to have to mail in your, your, your tape, right? So if you were fortunate enough to be filming something on your big choke a mule video camera that you put a VHS tape and you had to hold it on your shoulder. If you just got lucky enough and dad, you know, got, got hit in the shorts by a baseball when he's playing with his kids, you could win $10,000, right? So they're still doing that. Um, basically you have that all the time. You have that program. And that was a huge program. I think it was number one for a while. And I laughed my head off at that show. And now you can watch that all day long, and it's all different people because everybody has a video camera with them. And everybody. You can
2: watch it uh, on two channels. On what channel? You can watch it on YouTube and MTV because all they play is ridiculousness.
0: You mean MTV doesn't have music anymore? Oh, no. Music television? No. (laughs) When was the last time they had music on that station?
1: It's been that
0: long. A long, long time ago. I remember when that came out, you know, I wasn't allowed to watch it, but I snuck a few times. Uh, I did. Uh, that's the way it is. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. What I can tell you is do not be intimidated or afraid to put on parental controls. And I can control, as far as I know, and like we joked before, he, he find the kids find ways to get around it. But I can control the Internet in my house. I can lock it down. I can just turn it off. In fact, uh, something that Kirsty and I are, are doing now is taking away the Chromebook and we're taking away the phone and uh we're just shutting. we're just we're literally locking it in a in a cabinet. We limit our kids pretty and they don't like it, but you know, they don't like it at first, but then five minutes later they're okay. So we took away all the stuff this weekend, right? It was just like we've been doing this too much, we've been busy, we're putting it away. And uh they griped a lot, but about fifteen minutes later they've got the nerf hoop going in the hallway and they're playing basketball in the hallway. And you know what? They're making a lot of noise, and uh, maybe they're going to break something. Um, but would I rather have them uh, play Nerf basketball in the hallway of the house than stare at that black triangle that they hold in their hand all day? You bet I would. And I've got to tell you, some of my best memories were, were playing Nerf hoop in the house. Uh, one time I had a Nerf hoop on, on opposite walls in my bedroom. I had a full court that you could play in my bedroom. That was better than any video game. It really was. And, you know, your kids are like that. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to take it away and realize that, uh, you know, you don't have to. You can monitor it and you've got to teach them some responsibility. It's part of the world they're going to be in. So you I think you got to have them be a part of it. But do not be afraid and do not put your head in the sand on what's happening with social media. It is a dangerous and uh, scary world out there. This is the Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And uh, you can watch us live right now on KKLA.com. KKLA.com, check us out on there. If you want to uh, watch the live stream, we'll be back as the Wednesday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. Great to be
0: with you today. I want to remind you that uh, Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian is coming up. It is coming up very, very soon. And if you're familiar with that program, we've done that here in Los Angeles the last several years with uh, Dennis Prager and usually one of the pastors who has one of our national shows this week or this year. It is going to be with Dennis Prager, um, who will be talking about the Jewish position on things. And it's going to be Pastor Alan Jackson. He'll be talking about the Christian position of things and uh, it's a dialogue between those two guys and it's going to be informative it's going to be very entertaining and i want to invite you to go i look forward to being there it's going to be at shepherd church on march 12th uh 2024 at 7 p.m tuesday march 12th at shepherd church you need to get tickets right away and because uh, uh well, hopefully this is going to sell out i think it's something especially when you think about what's happening in israel right now um a really good event and it, for you if you're listening and you're christian you know Really be honest, how much do you know about Israel, the modern state of Israel? How much do you know about what Jewish people think? Dennis Prager's Jewish. He's going to tell you, you know, their perspective, a Jewish person's perspective on Jesus, on Israel— on uh, end times, uh, on you know how to get to heaven from that perspective, okay? And of course, we have Alan Jackson, who's going to say, well, here's the Christian perspective. There's a lot of agreement on uh, those things, but then there's a lot of disagreement. And uh, it's important to understand that. It's important to hear that. It's not a debate. I don't want you to think it's some kind of debate, but it's something that is a really good conversation. We've called it Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile before. We change it to Ask a Christian this year, and it'll focus a little bit more on some of those subjects. Th- and whether you're Jewish or you're Christian or or not either of those. I think you'll find this to be very informative and also entertaining. Like I said... Uh, especially related to all the things. So go to kkla.com right now and click on the Ask a Jew, Ask a Christian banner. It's right on the front page. You can get tickets right now. Uh, Seven o'clock, March 12th, Shepherd Church. Shepherd Church is in Porter Ranch. Not hard to get to. All major Southern California freeways will lead you there uh, relatively quickly from wherever you go, wherever you are. Uh, Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch. And uh, we're going to have Dennis Prager and uh, hopefully Pastor Dudley will be with us, and also Pastor Alan Jackson will be with us to talk to us about that before that happens on March 12th. All right, 888-528-2557 is the number we've been talking about, kids and cell phones, and the hearings that went on in Washington today and what came out with that. Jerome in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
3: Yes, yes, thank you so much. I'm going to talk really quick. I work for a really big school district. We watch kids in uh, fourth and fifth grade today watching porn. They were at the lunch table. They put their head down. They put their hood over their head, and they were watching porn. I have seen this um, in many schools. Uh, No kid at middle school or elementary school should have a cell phone. They should only be able to make calls. I stopped three girls from being kidnapped from a high school. I do seminars on child predators now. And one of the things I've heard is uh, th- they're paying gangbangers to lure girls uh, to places so they can take them. And they're paying like mm. five to $700 for gangbangers to, to, to lure girls in places where they can be taken.
0: You know, I, I know that this is correct. You know, if you're listening and you're saying, no, that can't be fourth and fifth graders and they're, they're not, there's nothing going on with gangbangers. Uh, no, it happens all the time. That's why there's, like we said before, that's why there's 95 different, you know, police agencies who are dealing with this because it's a major problem. And you said fourth and fifth grade. So what is that? That is nine and ten years old, typically.
3: Exactly. And we watched that this week. And so as a
0: school, at the school, can you do anything about it? Can you say, hey, that's not appropriate. Turn that off. Can you say say anything?
3: I think they're afraid to touch it because the parents allow them to have it.
0: And do you think that
3: anything going near the point of taking a phone or having a reaction to something on a phone, they're not going to touch it.
0: And it's mainly because they don't think the parents will be on their side. Nope, exactly. Yeah, see, that is uh, that's a huge deal, parents, you know, and if you're listening and you don't think that your kid is doing that or your kid, maybe your kid's not wanting to do that. All it takes is some other person with a phone to say, hey, look at this.
3: And, uh, but their behavior changes. If you know your kid and you're spending time with your kid, their behavior changes dramatically. You already know, like, what's going on? Where'd you get that from? They want to eat dinner in their room all the time, which they should be at the table every night eating. That's how you find out if your kids are changing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they their parents are so stuck to their phones, they're not even paying attention. It's a babysitter.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> I was in the shopping mall the other day, and I saw this mom kind of kneeling in front of her, her kid, her kid was probably three or four and she's kneeling there. And I thought she's tying a shoe and the kid's just standing there uh, and seemed okay. But when I walked around, mom was just looking at her phone and her daughter was just standing there staring at her, wondering what to do. And mom, it was as if the kid wasn't even there. And I thought that "That is not okay. And that's what it leads to, you know, do you think that there is something that parents other than obviously getting involved with their own kids and being realistic about this. Is there something that parents could do to support the schools in saying the schools have a right to tell the kids to turn the phones off?
3: Um, I do think it should be that because actually, you know, they're not supposed to be using phones on campus. That's like rule number one. So the fact that they're able to put their head down on their table, put their hoodie over their head and watch porn, why are they having phones out at school? Yeah. And yeah, this, the parents should be able to say something about that. I mean, I mean, it's it's sad. It really is. It hurts my feelings to see these little kids looking at pornography. I mean, and it's so obvious. And when you get close to them, they start running from you. Right. Their heads are so close together, like four four boys, five boys. Their heads are so close together, you think they're kissing. Yeah. And then when they see you, they run.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know this affects every part of their life. It's not just something that uh, is is fun. You know, I think as a kid you get in and you giggle when you're that that young, but it's immediately actually changing your brain. The studies have said.
3: Can you imagine being addicted before high school?
0: No, I can't. I can't imagine that at all, uh, Jerome. And in the marriage, and the the
3: marriage is already you're already done.
0: It's already taking you into that. Right. It's it's something that's affecting every decision you're going to make later. All the things that are important Uh, has uh,
3: so little. They have no control.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what, Jerome, Uh, keep fighting and praying for these kids. You know, we got to do something. We got to do do something. I appreciate you calling about that and sharing that, uh, because I know your story is. Thank you for calling is not unique. Do you think, everybody listening, that we don't believe that? Do you think as a culture we think, ah, oh, there's a few cases of that, but it's not happening everywhere? It's happening everywhere. You just have to assume it's your kids. And don't be afraid to assume that. It's it's just a different world that we live in. Like we said, the social media didn't even exist, you know, uh, 15 years ago. It was just starting up, and it was uh, it was pretty safe right away. You know, there was some bullying and stuff that happened pretty quickly. It took a few years for it to sort of rev up to where it is, I think. But uh, where it is now, it's a dangerous thing. And it's, you don't have to give your kid a phone. You know, parents, you don't have to do everything that your kids want. You can't make everybody eat at the table you know, or they don't get food. You just do it. You say, we're putting the phones and the computers in a box and lock it up. Put it in the car, put it in the trunk. Put it in, you know, a lockbox, as uh, Al Gore used to say. Do something with it. And uh, and just sit there and eat. And you know what? If your kids just won't talk to you because you're sitting there and they're mad, let them be mad. It is okay. Uh, It is absolutely okay. And the truth is, is they'll get over it. The truth is, is that even if it takes them a while to sort of figure out why you're being a meanie um, later in life, you know, they'll be glad that you're a meanie. They really will, because later in life they will figure out, oh, I'm so glad that mom and dad or grandma or whoever it is kept me out of that that kind of stuff. This is something that the church has got to wrap its brain around. And the church is not good at talking about this. The church is not good about talking about sexual things and uh, the things that are creating so much pressure and trouble for our kids. For whatever reason, you know, I think in church you feel like, oh, uh, this is an inappropriate subject, you know, for church stuff. Or you think that it's really... uh, Too hard. We created in our youth group a manual for parents one time. It was maybe this was ten years ago, and so it was right when the social media thing was getting bad, and it was becoming a thing, and the kids are having it, and the smartphones are out now. And uh, we put that together, and it was maybe sixty pages long of stuff, and that book was depressing. Not gonna lie, it was it was something that we we felt like we have to do something more entertaining just to be able to have a conversation about this. But we have to have the conversation and we have to get past, you know, whatever fuddy duddiness keeps us from talking even in a language that's used today. Uh, I don't mean cursing and stuff, but, but you have to be able to sit down with your youth group and with your young adults and with people and explicitly talk about what is happening and what they're viewing and what they're seeing. And when you're talking like Jerome about nine-year-olds and 10-year-olds, they don't understand what they're seeing. They just think, you know what, this is something fun that people do, or this is something weird that people do. And they don't understand all of that. And let me tell you something else. When we come back after the break, I'm going to talk about you know, the way that kids are targeted, there are a new series of videos from Planned Parenthood that are targeting your kids, but they're also targeting your values. And, you know, the purpose of all of that is they want to generate income for themselves. And the way they make income is uh, kids having sex and getting pregnant. Then they can have abortions. And uh, that is where the income is on that. And I'm going to play some clips. And uh, you should understand this is not this is this is brand new and this is targeted towards kids. These videos aren't for you. These videos aren't for parents. These videos are for that fourth grader and that fifth grader who are hiding underneath their, uh, you know, their hoodie so they can watch that stuff on their phone. Big, big. Big stuff today. All right. 888-528-2557 is the number. We'll get to your calls when we come back. And uh, once again, ask a Jew, ask a Christian. Just go to kkla.com and click on the banner for that. By the way, we're going to be giving away half-price tuition also for uh, private Christian schools in Southern California. Hopefully part of this conversation is leading you to say, you know what? It's time to get our kids out, and we want to help you get started with that. You can also learn more by going to kkla.com and clicking on the half-price tuition banner. We'll talk about that more on a future show here later on as we get into February. You can follow us on social media at Pastor Scott Show on TikTok and X and Instagram at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency,
1: knew all the government's.